0: I can't believe we even have to talk about this. You are locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gottsulius, and with me as always is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on?
1: Everything is going on, Stacy. Everything is going on. Later on in the show, let's just get through this quickly. We know why you clicked this. Uh, Game three preview with Lockdown Blue Jays host Craig Ballard. We're going to talk about that later, the pitching matchups and all that. Uh, we have some thoughts on how the Yankees can handle this Domingo Herman situation now and this Ian Hamilton situation. We'll talk about that later. Stacy, first. Please. Please break down what in the world has been going on between Toronto and New York and this whole dumb Aaron Judge situation.
0: Okay. So as we all know, Aaron Judge had a very big home run in the eighth inning of Monday's game. And it turns out that the Blue Jays broadcast pointed out that he was looking to the right And they were trying to figure out if he was looking at maybe the dugout or the first base coach. And this snowballed into this giant controversy. And the thing that bothers me about this is the Blue Jays broadcast was basically saying, well, we don't want to accuse him of anything, but which you're basically accusing him of doing something now to be fair jay jackson the reliever threw him six sliders and the last one was a hanging one right over the middle and i mean you and i could have hit that thing 462 feet but it was aaron judge instead um judge after the game said that because they obviously he was asked about it and he said that someone in the dugout was chirping in the Yankees and he was kind of looking at them to say guys could you please shut up because I'm trying to bat here. And that was after Boone got ejected during that at bat for the low strike call. So there was a lot of stuff going on in the Yankee dugout. And I don't blame Aaron Boone, for, uh, Aaron Boone, Aaron judge for looking over there, but for the blue Jays broadcast to bring this up and make it seem like something nefarious. It's just, I don't like that
1: at all. Yeah. Well, we'll get into our feelings here in a second, but the rest of this situation, you mentioned it's <laughs> snowballing, Stacey. It snowballed <laughs> to a, a, Massive degree on Tuesday. This has been blown way out of proportion, way out of proportion. We weren't for good measure. We weren't even going to talk about this. No. And then it just came to a head on Tuesday. <laughs> so before the game, the blue Jays brought this up to major league baseball. It didn't seem like anybody noticed during the game, mind you, except for Sportsnet, Right. right. So the blue Jays talked to major league baseball about it, meaning essentially they doubled down on this. And some comments from Aaron Boone seemed like he was like, okay, there's not going to be an investigation. This seems like nothing. And to your point, part of their gripe was thinking that judge was looking to first, the first base coach Mm -hmm. and that he was getting some sort of signal, some sort of sign stealing, which by the way, in this case, not illegal, not illegal. That's not illegal.
0: Right. It's like, (laughs) it's one of those unwritten rules things. Like you don't want the other team to do that. But if the pitch, if the pitcher or the catcher is tipping the pitches, then, they're going to let fault. the batter yeah
1: yeah it's their fault anyway so that was part of it so this turned into a thing of okay now you have now the coach has to stand in the box which to our knowledge we could be wrong here please tell us if we're wrong that's not a real rule i don't really think it's part of the rules <laughs> i don't think that so that they either. have to stand in the box because no one does no one stands in the box let's be fair so judge strikes out in the third inning And apparently this is according to the Yes broadcast. Pete Walker, the pitching coach for Toronto, told Yankees third base coach Luis Rojas to get back in the coach's box. And this snowballed into something so schoolyard dumb. (laughs) I I can't even believe we're again what we're talking about this. And there was another shot of John Schneider, the head, the, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, thought he was saying, shut up, fat boy, to somebody. I don't know. There was some sort of argument. Boom comes out, and this is this whole thing that just really didn't need to happen at all. Because, again, who's in the box? Who's ever in the box? Anyway, so Luis Rojas was super pissed in the dugout, rightfully so. And it just, again, snowballed, snowballed, snowballed. And then, of course, Domingo Orman got ejected for something completely different. But we'll get to that in a second. Stacy just... Overall, like, where is your mind at on this whole thing?
0: I'm just annoyed that this took up so much time that Aaron Judge had to have this surrounding him today. And because of everything happening, you know, he's an opposing player, he's going to get booed. But the boos were vociferous tonight. I mean, the Toronto fans were like really on him tonight. It was amazing how this turned into something so big and it's just such a bratty thing. Like it was so petty of them to do what they did. Like you were saying with the investigation, I just don't understand why it even or at turned least into this. One. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just don't and like I want to give Aaron Boone some credit here too because he doesn't get a ton of it, let's be fair. <laughs> but I really liked how as petty as it is, he started barking back when their coaches weren't in the box. right? Because like, if we're gonna do this, let's do this. That's right? basically it, what he was doing. A, yeah, it can't be a one way street. And I, nope. I, I love that he did that. It's stupid, oh, but oh, I yeah. love that he did that.
0: Oh yeah, he was like, oh, you're gonna be petty. I'm gonna be petty right back. And it was just so funny. He was screaming at James Hoy, the crew chief. He's like, James, James. And he's screaming <laughs> across the field to get his attention. And I was just sitting there watching going, holy cow, I can't believe this is happening. It's just so embarrassing. <laughs>
1: And all these things, all these, like, I guess controversies, if you want to say, whatever jabs back and forth that's trying to build this rivalry between Toronto and New York, it's all coming from Toronto.
0: It's so manufactured. It's manufactured by them. They're trying to create a rivalry. This goes back to Alec Manoa talking about Garrett Cole and calling him the uh, dirtiest player in, you know, he cheats the most out of anyone in MLB. It goes to Vlad Jr. talking about the Yankees. I would never sign there. I hate them good. We don't care. Um, and it's just, they're trying to it, rivalries have to be organic. You know, like there has to be some sort of hatred that happens like Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers in the seventies, Yankees Royals in the seventies and eighties and George Brett going crazy. They're, they're really trying to force this rivalry and it's all on Toronto's end.
1: It really feels that way. I, I feel like the Yankees are like, dude, we're just trying to play baseball, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that, that's especially how Tuesday felt. Uh, I, I, just, for all that to happen in the third inning and then for Domingo <laughs> to get, get yanked in the fourth, it's, I just, I, we were texting back and forth. I'm like, this thing is, we're, we're going to be recording this episode at three in the morning here at this point.
0: <laughs> it really I felt just, like we
1: were going to. Yeah. And he, all of this, all this, I got to imagine Yankee fans are just like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Cause yeah. again, I will reiterate this time and time again stealing signs organically has been in baseball for over a hundred years and is not illegal nothing about that is illegal i was doing it in high school like (laughs) high school baseball does it youth baseball does it if you're bad at directing your signs Get better. (laughs) If If you think an 83 mile an hour change up down the middle to Aaron judge was a home run because he was stealing a sign. You got another thing coming, man. And if you think a slider right down the middle of the plate to judge is the problem because he was stealing a sign. Then again, you have another thing coming, dude. That's the
0: other thing. Jay Jackson also said something after the game. He said, in all my years, I've never seen someone look to the side like that. Okay, I'm like what?
1: (laughs) Kobe hit a free throw with his eyes closed. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't matter where your eyes are at.
0: Yeah, I don't care. Jordan did that too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Ridiculous, dude. I I can't believe. Again, I can't. Let alone that this game was a great game. Yes. A good, very good game. It turned into a really good game. Yeah. And this overshadows it. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. So Herman gets ejected. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Hamilton comes in and he gets uh, lifted early with a groin injury. He's headed back to New York again. We're going to talk about that in the second segment. But Stacy Yankees win 6-3. They had that 3 nothing lead. Toronto ends up coming back to tie at 3-3 and then Judge Homer's in the eighth. I mean, that home run, I mean, put that in a script man that was again what was it 83 center cut bp underhand on a t like what yeah. is that
0: yeah and not only that he hit it to the flight deck straight into center field kevin kiermeyer like just looked at it like wow didn't even move didn't even move and it hit the west Jet sign for the flight deck and it broke the maple leaf on top of it it broke the corner of the light of the maple leaf so he broke aaron judge broke a maple leaf he trotted around the bases slower than normal he covered his eyes when he crossed home plate he was kind of like uh-huh he was and feeling he's, it. he's not that kind of player but i'm so <laughs> glad he did that because i know he was really angry about people saying what they were saying about him and well,
1: a little like a soft juan soto drop it at first base
0: yeah yeah didn't
1: flip was... it didn't flip it just a little boop
0: yeah that was i uh... mean that
1: uh, here's here's how i always feel about this type of thing how I felt as when I was playing, how I felt as a fan, how I feel as someone covers this stuff. You have to shut them up by winning. Yeah. That is the only way you shut anybody up in any sport anywhere in the world. Scoreboard, right? There will never be an argument against when you point to that scoreboard there. You don't have to say a word. And that's what Aaron judge did. And that's what a captain's supposed to do. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Huge, huge.
0: Now, can I briefly just say for the game, what a job by IKF.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good performances in this game. Yeah. Glaber makes an error, but he also made a couple of nice plays. He came mm-hmm. up with an RBI knock. Um, Yeah. He said, IKF, you know, there was a couple of mistakes on the field, but overall, I mean, Ryan Weber, you know, And
0: Webby, Webby picking up the win. I <laughs> don't know and- where. Yeah.
1: I don't know where. Yeah. Lots to talk about still. Again, the Domingo Herman exit and what that means for the Yankees' rotation. We're going to talk about that in a second. Let us know how you're feeling about this. I know. I know you have a lot of feelings about this. By the way, if you're here for the first time, hit subscribe. We do this five times a week, Monday through Friday. You can drop your questions and be a part of our Friday shows, by the way, in our comment sections while you're down there. We answer fan mail questions on Friday, every Friday here on Locked On Yankees. You can catch game three of this series. Yes, game three of four. There's still two more of these things. You can listen to it on SiriusXM tonight. See what John and Susan have to say about this thing. 707 first pitch coming up. Let's talk about Domingo Herman.
0: So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. MLB game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle. And at the end of each week, so rare MLB managers who rank at the top or near the top of their leaderboards will win a variety of rewards that could include so rare cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences. You could meet MLB stars. So head to sorarecom rare.com slash locked on That's spelled S O R A R E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's sorarecom rare.com slash locked on to start playing today.
1: Back on Lockdown Yankees. Hey, thanks for making us your first listen to the everydayers out there. Coming up on Wednesday, we have some injury updates for you. See how everybody is doing. Of course, Luis Severino did pitch uh, on Tuesday for the Somerset Patriots. Ended up going uh, three and a third in that outing. Stacy six hits, two runs earned, three strikeouts. He threw 58 pitches and by all accounts looked okay. Mm-hmm. Not great. And I feel like bringing that up is kind of important in this conversation. So Domingo Herman ejected in the fourth Uh, He had been perfect through the first three, went out for the inning, got checked for sticky stuff, and got caught. He got caught. And it was pretty clear how quick he was going to get tossed there.
0: (sighs) Domingo Herman, what is the matter with you? And this was the same crew that caught him doing the same thing. I I just – in the Minnesota game. And I just don't understand – what he's thinking right now like why would you do that maybe he I don't know maybe he was getting away with it for the last how many starts and he thought he could again but with everything that was happening around Toronto picking at everything why would you even think to do that I don't understand mentality doesn't make much
1: sense to me either uh there was a really great camera work done uh in the rogers center by the way herman when he went out to get checked did not have anything on his hip if you looked at his hip then they showed him again while the conference between the umpires was going on you saw that he had wiped something off on Mm -hmm. his right hip on his on his pants there so clear as day um so he's now going to be 10 game suspension uh that means he misses two starts and because of that. During the suspension, the Yankees will have to play with 25 men. You right. can't add a 26th guy to take that roster spot. Of course, and then Ian Hamilton gets that groin injury and exits the game as well. And it looks like he's going back to New York, and it looks like he's going to miss some time here. So the Yankees have to make some moves, or can only really make one move uh, here, at least at the start. Stacy, what would you do if you're the Yankees in this situation? How do you handle a Domingo herman list? Uh, rotation right now
0: I'm actually not sure how they can do this right now Um, because I feel like the Hamilton thing makes it even worse because they're down him and they can bring someone up for him if he goes on the IL right like they can okay so maybe
1: it's crook time
0: it might be might be crooky time
1: (laughs) Uh, as far as the rotation is concerned I think despite how Severino's rehab went again uh, for Somerset on Tuesday, I think the Yankees might just fast track him.
0: I think so too. I, I, I was going to say it, but I don't know. I think they might, they might. I think they
1: kind of have to here
0: because your
1: other options are like Sean Boyle or (laughs) Randy Vasquez, who's not ready, Mm -hmm. you know, that or Mitch Spence who pitched well the other day, but is not ready. Like that's your other options right now. So I think what, the Yankees might end up doing here, Stace, is playing around with Brito's options mm. where you can, you'll see that or somebody else's options out of the pen, who you know, whatever. But I think you play with Brito's options because he's got so many of them that you can do that. Okay, he pitches, send him down, call up Sevy, and then, you know, play with that. And okay, now send down a reliever who just pitched that day. And then like, you can pu- kind of play with it a little bit there. Yeah. And I figure that's might what we see here in the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, because it was I was gonna say maybe they should bring Sevy up because you know we were talking about this when was it last week when we were joking about how he should have been back already?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, a couple weeks ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a month yeah. Month ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, I think that's what they end up doing here. And uh it kind of weirdly works out that Sevy pitched today and would be on the same rest time as Domingo would be.
0: Yeah, actually that's kind of perfect. And maybe that's what they do because I know people want to look at the rehab start and kind of break it down and think, Oh no, he did this. And he gave this up and he did this for me, for Sevy, I just want to make sure he makes, makes it through the rehab start and doesn't hurt anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he threw just shy of 60 pitches, which was the plan mm-hmm. uh, by multiple reports. It seemed like he was giving up a lot of hard contact on Tuesday night, which is obviously not encouraging. Uh, and then had to exit midway through the fourth there. But yeah, I think the Yankees don't really have much of another choice, honestly. No. It's Kind of a or bust right now. This Domingo thing is really throwing it for a loop as far as Hamilton is concerned. I mean, fingers crossed because he has pitched so well this season and the Yankees need him. The Yankees yeah. just flat out need him now.
0: Yeah, and you could see something was off that one pitch and I was worried. I saw that he wasn't doing anything with his arms, so I couldn't tell what was wrong. Um, but when I saw the trainer come out, I thought, oh my god, again! Like, what is going on with this game? But it felt like the longest game ever because of yeah, what, everything that happened today.
1: It was insane, and just it was so much. I mean, too much for a thirty-minute show. Uh, <laughs> just so you're aware, too, Tommy Canely, We're going to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow, but he's not an option. Just so you know, he's okay. he's still got to throw two live BPs and probably four rehab appearances. So he's nowhere close right now, at least like in that regard. So throw that out the window oh
0: one quick thing for fans okay so they announced that um Seve was going to be pitching for Somerset and they said that he was being transferred to Somerset and some people took that as him being demoted it was only because Scranton was in Charlotte and Seve was not going to Charlotte yeah he's to play. not going
1: to travel so Charlotte, when
0: yeah. you see something like that say on Twitter it doesn't mean a bad thing it just means that the A team just is moved. probably going to go somewhere and yeah. he needs to stay local so I just wanted to yeah. add that quick note in there
1: yeah. It's so a trans like rehab appear- uh rehab assignment transfer to. That's just language for it's easier to pitch here.
0: Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> that's that what is. it is. Yeah, it's not a demotion, don't worry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh if you ever need anything cleared up like that by the way, you can always drop questions like that in our comment section. We answer those questions on Friday, so make sure to you get your questions in. We know a little bit about the business of baseball at this point, Stacy. So if you ever have any questions like that, make sure to leave them in our YouTube comments. And again, we will answer them on Fridays. Don't forget to catch game three against Toronto on Sirius XM tonight. And when we come back, we will be previewing that game. This episode is brought to you by our new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is the best place to buy men's shorts and pants that actually come in with a built-in liner. I've been wearing my first pair over the last couple of days, and honestly, I love them. They're very comfortable, very stylish. I look better and feel great while wearing Bird Dogs. Uh, Like I said, these things are, like, super comfortable. They look like nicer shorts than they actually are based on material. Like, if you looked at them, they look like you're kind of dressed up a little nicer, but – They're super comfortable. They're like basketball shorts. That's how comfortable they are. Um, They're versatile, and they're actually cheaper than other reputable bands. And, of course, Locked On Yankees listeners have the opportunity to get some free stuff when you place an order at birddogs.com. They have tons of different styles there and different fits that you can choose from. You'll definitely find the right fit for you. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every single order. I just got mine the other day and I loved it. I actually used it for my coffee this morning. So you can go to, again to birddogs.com lockdownmlb slash locked on MLB and enter promo code locked on MLB.
0: So once again, we were joined by Craig Ballard, host of locked on blue Jays to do our game preview this time for game three. Garrett Cole versus Chris Bassett
1: Wednesday night pitching matchup Yankees Blue Jays Craig Bassett on the mound of course facing off with Garrett Cole give me that quick rundown Uh, what's it like been watching uh, Mr. Bassett on the mound this season
2: wow that he has been every bit what I thought it would be What, what I perceive Chris Bassett as being is that professional pitcher you know whatever a legit routine between the days you pitch and the next day you pitch whatever that legit you know true work routine looks like it feels to me like he brings this to the table I always felt his Mets days his Oakland days days I've always felt that he's a guy that's ready to take the ball every fifth day he had that first start in St. Louis guys that and 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 you talk about What's happened with St. Louis? We we're talking about that yesterday. What, what, what happened with St. Louis? Well, the Jays actually opened the season at St. Louis and lost two out of three. And at the time, we just licked our wounds and we went on to Kansas City, knowing we're you know much better than Kansas City because a lot of teams are going to lose two out of three to St. Louis, right? Well, don't we know now? Not necessarily the case. But in particular, Bassett, in that start, uh, he, he started on the, I want to say the Sunday, the, the, the finale, I think it was, every single pitch he threw up there, St. Louis was all over it. So he gets taken out in the third inning So how long is it, guys? So you're taking out in the third inning, then you meet with the media after the game. That's like two or three hours have passed, right? From the third. His eyes were still as big as saucers. He was still so shell shook from what took place. He said in his entire life, he's never been hit like that. Every single pitch that was thrown up there, guys, was he threw all eight of his pitches. He threw all eight of his pitches. Let's put it that way. They were all smashed since that start. Holy, absolute moly. He has been incredible. No one is getting hits off this guy. Walks have been an issue. For having an open, honest conversation, walks have been an issue. And he's getting a share of strikeouts. And and especially over his last four starts, the, the only game the Jays have even lost was, was a, a Sunday, a couple Sundays ago to the Mariners where the Blue Jays blew, blew an 8-4 lead late. So it wasn't even Bassett's, you know, in, involved in them losing that game. He has been red hot, guys, and the Toronto Blue Jays with Bassett on the mound has been red hot. This guy threw a complete game shutout back on – who the heck throws complete game shutouts these days? He threw a complete game shutout against the Atlanta Braves yeah. on Friday night.
1: Yeah, that's not joke. That's not joke. I mean, Garrett Cole, he's up there. Uh, but, Stacey, <laughs> last, last couple of outings, like for Garrett Cole, May has been very different than it was in April. <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't say very different, but it's been different. Uh, yeah. Cole in May, Stacy. three starts, 5.06 ERA. He surrendered four home runs. He went his first seven starts without allowing a long ball, which was miraculous Sweet. and amazing to watch. And Garrett Cole in April, we were already saying, just give him the Cy Young now. <laughs> uh, one more quick one before I let you take it, Stace. First six starts, eight walks for Cole. Last three starts, seven. Uh, he pitched fairly well against Toronto, but uh not garrett cole-esque and since then it's kind of been a little i wouldn't say rocky maybe garrett cole rocky maybe we can trademark that
0: yeah yeah (laughs) like another pitcher would be fine with how he pitched against tampa this past weekend um I feel like this is my fault. Cause I mentioned how, Hey, he hasn't given up a home run in 51 <laughs> you innings. Did. And then, you did. Yeah. You did.
1: Well, no, but Stacey, you were doing that like after two or three starts. So that's, that's true. Don't actually. put it all on you. I'll okay, put, it's not. I'll put a lot of things on you, but not this one.
0: <laughs> okay. So it's not my fault. Um, yeah. It's just funny. Cause he, I mean, you know, he rightfully won AL pitcher of the month in April because he was just incredible. And yeah we had talked about it on our show and he had mentioned it in spring training. This was the first spring training. That was a normal spring training for him as a Yankee, because when he was first signed COVID happened, so Mm. it was, you know, and then 2021 COVID was still happening and the lock, you know, there was all like, there was a lockout and this and that. So this spring training was the first time that Garrett Cole went to Florida and had a full spring training, a normal spring training. And he even mentioned that and said, wow, this feels different. He's like, it feels good, but it feels different. And I felt like maybe that had something to do with how well he was doing in the beginning of the season, because he finally felt like Mm -hmm. everything was normal again. And then the last two
1: starts. (laughs) Yeah. Last couple, last couple have been a little bit again, Garrett Cole rough. Yeah. He got blown up that first time against Tampa Bay looked better. Second time around Yankees ended up bailing it all out uh, in the end. Anyway. Yeah. Um, If you're, you know, uh, obviously on the locked on blue Jays side, We talk about this pretty much every time we talk about Garrett Cole. I mean, maybe I do, but I think the one earmark every time you're watching Garrett Cole take the mound is how is his fastball playing in the zone? He's got one of the most elite fastballs in baseball. It's 97 to 99. And when he locates it well up in the zone, and even when he doesn't, uh, as long as it is moving laterally, then you know it's going to be a good day. If that ball is not moving up in the zone, uh, it's not going to be a good day for Garrett Cole because everything in his repertoire builds off of that fastball is how can he change the eye level? How can he move the ball harder, faster, slower? It all builds off of his, his four seamer. So keep your eye on that four seamer up in the zone. If it's playing well, the blue Jays are probably going to be quiet.
2: I'm right. I think it's a fantastic point. I'm right there with you. And and I really love too how, you, how you're mentioning that 98 can have tail, like, like it can be just, almost unfair but even on the ones where he misses his spot and it doesn't have the t- still 98 at the top of the zone like this is still very difficult to, to deal with and if you've played baseball you know it's the most difficult to deal with because even if it's a little bit god help you if it's a little bit on top of the zone so a little bit out of the zone it's right there at eye level it looks like you can hit it but as you bring that bat through the strike zone or as you bring that bat through you realize oh it's already in the catcher's glove okay yeah so probably, you know you're exactly right that that's how you do know when garrett cole is on and you guys mentioned, hey, we're willing to just hand him the Cy Young in April. Well, can, can a Toronto Blue Jay fan chime in? As well, you should have. As well, you should have. Uh, I thought he he crumpled up negative uh, or narratives about him, the sticky stuff, all that stuff. I thought he crumpled up in a bowl and tossed it out the window in April. I thought he was outstanding in April. I thought there was a few games where uh, you're, you're alluding to that Blue Jay game. If you look at that game on the surface, you think, oh, he was dominant, and, and you guys are exactly right. He wasn't your typical Garrett Cole, but, but he fought through that, and that's what a fighting through Garrett Cole looks like. You know, still a, a very, very good pitcher. This guy's going to be formidable. We know this. I'm stunned. In looking into this, guys, I was stunned to see this is only Cole's third start ever at Roger Center. I, I, I feel like he's been around for so long. I feel like there'd be a lot more than that. One thing uh, that, that I do think uh, is significant to mention, guys, is is this Toronto Blue Jay lineup is feast or famine against Garrett Cole. We know Vladdy's done well against him. George Springer, Whit Merrifield, either catcher, Jansen or Kirk has done well against him. So many others, my goodness. How about Bo Bichette? Hitting machine. Led the league in hits two years in a row. Probably going to lead them again this season, right? Six for 33 against Garrett Cole. Matt Chapman, four for 30 with fifth... 17 strikeouts. Is that even possible? Do I need to double check that? Well, how about Kevin Kiermeyer? Five for 34, guys, against Garrett Cole. That's a 147 batting average. 17 strikeouts. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Brandon Belt, new Blue Jay, four for 20 with seven strikeouts. So that lineup, as you go through it, has been feast or famine. I say that's significant because a veteran pitcher like Cole, if I know this, He knows this, and he'll be a guy that that, that will maneuver the lineup to get to guys that he knows he can get out. Thanks again to Craig Ballard for
1: joining us here on this Locked On crossover. He will be here for tomorrow's game as well. So tons of great knowledge from him, and uh, it's really nice to chat with a different voice. So make sure to check out Locked On Blue Jays if you are interested. I'm sure... His episode today was interesting as well. So I'm sure you should go check that out. Um, Hey, don't forget to catch game three tonight and every game of the Yankee season this year on SiriusXM. You can find a free trial just about everywhere. And of course, you can always listen to John and Susan anywhere you go. Coming up on tomorrow's show, as we mentioned, we have some injury updates. And of course, we're going to talk about whatever in the world happens in game three, because apparently everything happens all at once. Uh, again, that'll be on tomorrow's show, so make sure to hit subscribe. That's going to do it for today's episode. I'm Steve Granato.
0: And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.